Hey, everybody. Steve here. This is Local Level Podcast. I'm sitting here with Miro Wieslow, owner of HodgePodge. Uh, it's a moving and storage and junk removal company uh, that services the Chicagoland area. You can find more information about HodgePodge at gohodgepodge.com. Um, and uh, he's a, a friend and a partner of mine for uh, Pod River Media Network, uh, the production company that does this podcast. As you can see on his shirt, he does. He's the host of Boss to Boss podcast. Yes, the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. You can uh, check out podriver.com for all the uh, the podcasts that we have. But um, I appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, of course, it's a, it's a pleasure. Recently updated podriver.com. That's right. All right. That's right. It's looking very fresh, very exciting. There's a lot going on over there. Yeah. And you can find a link there to Boss to Boss. But today we're focusing on local, local level. level. Local level. And uh, we got really good feedback on the last episode with Mike uh, Reppy uh, of Rep's Place in Rolling Meadows. So thanks for tuning in. We're going to be doing this show every week. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of new guests lined up, so definitely uh, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be a releasing lot. them at the end of the week, every week from from now on. But um, so uh, so Miro, yes, let's <laughs> talk. Let's talk about uh, Hodgepodge. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what you do and what Hodgepodge is? Yeah. For, first of all, backtracking just the like sitting here with an interview with you, it's bringing me back to like what was it a year and a half ago when we started. Yeah, about a, little, a year and a half over ago. that. And uh, it was the first interview on Boss to Boss. Well, it was like the intro episodes, right? Right. And you were interviewing me to kind of talk about what the show would be about. And then we, you know, we had some other episodes together too. But no, it's kind of like, whoa, crazy, crazy times. Right. Got a new, new, awesome local show here, which everyone should definitely check out. And uh, I'm happy, happy to be a part of it. One of the, one of the first guests. Hodgepodge. Um, we're we're a local moving here, in, a local company here in Chicagoland. We're a on-demand storage, junk removal, moving company where we're kind of doing everything with your stuff at once. You know, you don't have to call these guys to move you, this company to take out your junk or declutter your stuff, this company to store your stuff. We're doing it all. You don't have to bother, you know, messing around with three, four other guys, other companies. I call them guys, but it's 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 a mixed industry. Everybody's in it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the best part of it all, we don't call ourselves a moving removal company. We're an environmental company. So we don't just do good, you know, take your stuff or move it. We actually take it away, put it to use, give it purpose, give it life. We have like 35 charities about now that we're working with. Wow. We have a 6,000 square foot warehouse. We bring things back. Say it's this table, you know, say it's the, your computer. You don't want it, Steve, let me know. We'll, we'll take it back. Um, there is a charge usually because we do have to pick, you know, pick things up. We do have to, we do have expenses, gas, yeah. a warehouse costs a lot of money, but we have all these charities that come by, pick things up. We drop things off the charities. We recycle the metals, the papers, the cardboards, the plastics, you name it. So we're trying to keep the the 20% that actually gets saved and the 80% that could be saved. There's a study out there um, by uh, Michigan, I want to say, is the the school that conducted a study and we we're here to bridge that gap. We want to make sure that we we are helping towards that eighty percent number and saving these goods, these things that get removed out of people's homes. When we do moves, we use eco bins, eco bags. We don't want things being thrown out. There's a problem out there. There's a problem in this world, and that I don't even really have to you know talk about because that's a right. whole other subject. Some people believe it, some don't, but there's some obvious things out there going on. 
Hey, you know, I figure if you can, if you can, at the very least, environment aside, if you could repurpose items, if somebody, you know, is in need of a dresser or, you know, furniture or something like that, you know, what do they say? Uh, You know, another one man's junk is another man's treasure Treasure. or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, that's really great stuff. And then um, if you can help the environment, keep things out of landfills, then it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, even if we play like a little tiny piece, but if everybody plays a little tiny piece. Right. Maybe, maybe the future will look a little better. Hopefully. Sure, sure. And, uh, we, you know, we give things to our workers a lot. You know, there's stuff that otherwise things would get thrown out all the time. Yeah. And if these things could be saved, repurposed, used, and, and that kind of, we didn't even get there, but that's how I was raised when I came here to America. Like, that's what I did. I was repurposing things. I got, <coughs> I got clothes from family and churches and other groups and shelter, you know, sh- like shelter places and like for like the first 10 years of my life, when I came here from five to like 15, it was pretty much like that. So tell me a little bit about that. Where did you come from? Where'd your family come from? Initially, oh, Poland, I guess there's no, and initially it was the only place I came from. Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. Poland. And uh, <laughs> that so, is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> so what age was it uh, where you came? Five, I came. Um, so I vaguely recall, you know, I don't like have crazy details. I just recall coming here and seeing all these lights. You know, I was yeah. from a farm town. I just remember pigs and sheep and, you know, cows and being taught how to milk a cow. Like that, that was, wow. that's all I remember. And then coming here, I see all these lights and culture um, shock. Yeah. It was big time. Big and time. Yeah. I, I was like, but I quickly got accustomed to it. Like, you know, once you come to America, you, uh, they, you, you, you have no other choice but to get accustomed to it and sure. used oh, to it. But that's it was good. definitely a shock. And, we didn't have much, you know, we pretty much gave up everything to come here. So it was starting all over again for my parents. And then, and this essentially, you know, that, that play rubbed off on me. So, so how did that work? Because, you know, for you, when you were five, it's a lot easier when you're five, yeah. kind of, but for your parents, did they come together or did your dad come first and then come get you? Or how did that, how did that work? Yeah. Same time. Everybody came same time. Um, so for me, I guess it wasn't too much of a struggle because I don't remember like what I had to do when I was five years old. I just yeah. remember focusing on going to school and trying to learn English and playing what, sports. So what did your what did your parents do in Poland before they moved here? But that's yeah, that was the big thing. I, I saw it, though, through them. So that's how it started making more sense as I got older. My mom went to school and she was a teacher and then my dad was a mechanic. Uh, car mechanic. And then when it got here, they couldn't really do those things. It's not so easy to just yeah. come to another country and be a teacher. She had to start out cleaning houses wow. and that's what she does to this day. Uh, she kind of made a business out of it. And mm-hmm. you know, at first, you know, it, she got to where she got to and, and, and it turned out great and, and she loved it. <laughs> not many people could say they love doing that, but yeah. um, that's what she was doing day in, day out. And he, uh, he couldn't really make it here as a mechanic. So he was, he was a mechanic over there. Yeah. He tried to do it here, but just not enough pay to be right. able to sustain us. Uh, Cause he was pretty much bringing in most of the money, you know, yeah. cleaning didn't, didn't do much. It was more like food money. Right. Um, back then, especially. So he had to get a job at a, at a like cold storage warehouse, which actually is there to this day too. Oh, wow. Talk about a lot of changes happening, right? <laughs> not many, um, <laughs> not many, but he, he, he's, he's almost done. He's going to retire soon. He's waiting to hit his 30 year mark. Wow. Um, and yeah, but it was definitely a struggle. You know, I just recall like them crying, fighting and, you know, nights of no sleep because 
we barely had enough. I remember living in my grandparents' apartments. So there was our whole family and like a two bedroom apartment with my grandparents. Wow. And then my dad's brother came in there too. I mean, Jeez, that's it was a tight fit, huh? It was tight. It was tight. And <laughs> I think he he slept on the couch. Um, we had a bedroom. My grandparents had a bedroom. Four of us slept on the same bed. Wow. My sister, my mom, my dad. Um, so that was life for a little while. But um, it, but it was. Would you say it was better than the opportunities that you had? Obviously, it was rough in the beginning. But is it better? Are you better off? Would you say that everybody's better off being here than yeah, over there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely it took some time, but. They they were just so committed to yeah. to getting things, uh, I guess good yeah. the American dream that was that was promised. Uh, they were so committed to get there no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I just saw what kind of toll it took on them. Like yeah. I, I could see my dad has got body problems now because he's been working in this storage factory kind of his hard whole hard life. Work. Yeah, day in day out. My mom too. She's having problems with like joints and stuff already now, yeah. and she's only about fifty. You know, from well, cleaning day in day out. So yeah, there, yeah. the the effects, are, the the problems are coming in now. I mm-hmm. feel like, and but they but they were willing to do no matter what. And we definitely made the best of it. They saved, they saved, they saved. There's no way we would have gotten what what we have now, what where we got to staying in Poland. Yeah, I'm not saying we would have been happier here or there because you can be happy wherever. It's it's kind of what you choose to be happy with and how you make the best of life mm-hmm. but we definitely made more of ourselves and and actually at the end of the day it was for the butter because now we're able to actually help people out in poland help out other family members like you know you you get it early on and then you return it yeah well that's that's great i mean a lot you know there's a lot of people that that don't realize how difficult it is for, you know, uh, uh, immigrants, you know, immigration and all that stuff coming over and, and, you know, finding the American dream. You know, I think people, um, nowadays are a little bit, you know, definitely a lot of bit spoiled. So, uh, I can tell, you know, just by your work ethic and everything, you know, wanting to, you know, do your own business that you definitely saw that growing up. So, that's uh, how valuable was that to be able to see that hard work and how, how much appreciation have you found uh, from, you know, seeing that as you were growing up? Except for when I show up late to a podcast. Right. Except right. when he's uh, supposed to be somewhere <laughs> on time. He's not good at that. Yeah. He, he doesn't have a watch. So I don't. I don't. As yeah, you can see. Don't have a- it's a new invisible iWatch, actually. It's <laughs> iWatch XX. Yeah. It's so advanced it's, you can't it, even see you it. You can't even see it. So if you're watching this. You can't even see it, but you'll have one of these in the future. You heard it here first on local level. Episode number? Uh, this is going to be three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 go with, I'll go with three. Seven's three. my favorite number, but I'll yeah. settle for three. It's my second favorite. Um, but yeah, uh, where, you know, what kind of, what did this do for me? It, it put a chip on my shoulder, I would feel like, because nowadays, I guess there's all types of different people that come here and immigrants and we're all at the end of the day, some kind of immigrants yeah. sooner, you know, at some point in time in our, in our life, except if you're actually, you know, the, well, we're the, not, the I'm not an immigrant. So, I, you know, I don't have that story. So like, well, I'm saying like back, back, back. I'm sure there was. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Some Somebody point, in right? your, in your history. I, Unless I you're straight up Indian, you know, Indian here, but you're first generation yeah, or first second generation. generation. No, you're first, first generation. I born, yeah. I was born. So first. yeah, that's, that's a big difference. That's a big, so tell so me about you could that. Either, there, there's numerous ways I've seen people that come here and they feel that they are constantly um, being attacked because right, yeah. they're an immigrant and they're not getting the same opportunities. They they can't get the same, uh, I guess, 
things in the system, right? The same benefits, the yeah. same uh, tax benefits, you can whatever you can say. And they're naturally just going to kind of be there working those subpar jobs, maybe working um, not up to par, um, or there's kind of feeling feeling bad for themselves, feeling bad for themselves that yeah. they, they didn't have the education from you know being here early on. Maybe they came here at 15, 20, 30 years old and you know, they, they, they're not as well off. They can't learn the language, whatever it is. And there's a lot of excuses. There's a lot of excuse going on constantly. I see it all the time. And then there's, there's the ones like me that came and used it as an opportunity being like, wow, I, I am here. I, I, I have a lot of family that's not here. I have access mm -hmm. to all these systems, to all these different, you know, um, schools and and programs out there and you know free internet everything right. is you know it's it's there for the taking it's what you make of it and and i used it as as sort of a chip that i uh for the for the first years of my life here i didn't like exactly get these things right away it took me some time to right. get them but once i got them i respected them so much more it wasn't for granted yeah when i right. got that tv when i got my first phone in high school way a couple years after everybody else already had yeah. theirs Everybody was getting them in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Didn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. But by the time I got it, it was like, wow, you know, I finally was able to get these things. Like like when I finally got two gifts under my Christmas tree. Yeah. It meant so much more because I was getting half a gift for the first, you know, some years. Yeah. Um, so these it made you appreciate so much more, you know, being able to go to school and then going to school and actually doing well. Yeah. Not that I fully support going to school right now because mm -hmm. I yeah. Well, that's a, that's a uh, conversation that's, that's we can have. That's conversation. Yeah, we could have, we could have that <laughs> later on in the show. Maybe. But it made me appreciate things um, a lot more. And any little thing I get now, I, I'm not really well off. You know, I'm not like rich. I'm not killing it exactly. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm doing good, but I'm not anywhere where I want to be at yet. But every step of the way, I've been very appreciative. Stepping stones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of maybe the, the chip that I put on my shoulder, the, the immigrant chip. I don't know, whatever well, you call it. You know, whatever it takes to, to um, whatever motivates you, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's people, people can use everything that happens to them in life as a reason to feel sorry for themselves or a reason to work twice as hard. And another big part I forgot to mention is my parents. Like seeing them pretty much throw away years of their life for me and for my sister yeah. and for our children one day that that's the part that gave me the biggest like uh boost because right they, they all they did was just worked and worked and worked their butts off for me to you know for us to get to where we're at right and you know they're they're definitely hopefully retiring soon and they could you know enjoy things and yeah. travel more um, but they, they sacrificed years. They probably sacrificed some health years. You know, they definitely yeah. sacrificed a lot of sanity and stress and anger. And, mm -hmm. and I seeing it, just seeing the struggle constantly day in, day out, you know, there, there were t very tough times. Yeah. It's like, wow. You know, we're, we do take things very for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to do when you, when you don't, uh, when you didn't do it yourself, when you didn't go through it yourself, I mean, uh, to the extent that they did. Um, but that just goes to show you that, that they, you know, that's a lot of sacrifice. They obviously care about you and love you, you know, and that's, uh, you are fortunate that you have a family like that, you know, a family that does it because not everybody does. Yeah. So that's another thing. And that, that's another thing. Yeah. You can't, not everybody has been that lucky too. So it's right. when you have things because there's a lot of things that are going bad in my life. There's a lot of things I struggle with, but I look at those as like minuscule problems yeah. compared to the bigger picture, you know, like 
I had to fire someone or, you know, something bad happened at a job site yeah. or something broke or like we lost a thousand dollars. Yes, it sucks. And we yeah. get mad and we get frustrated, but that bigger picture, like how is this going to affect you in the grand scheme of things? Right. It's, it's not, and it shouldn't. So uh, that, that I'm still, it's still a work in progress though. I'm not perfect. It, it always is. If it's, if it's done, then you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's done and you're dead. Yeah. Right. Good, good way to put it. <laughs> um, uh, but, um, but may I ask off yeah. topic, why is that uh, toilet paper there on our table? Oh, because uh, <laughs> when when uh, Nick uses the studio, he he gets sniffly. Oh, okay. So, okay. so I always bring this in, to, in for him so he's not touching everything and he's not like. <laughs> you can't see it here on camera, but it is so throwing me off. Yeah, there's, toilet, there's a roll of toilet I, paper I, on there. I want to make eye contact with you. I want to see us on the screen. And then and just naturally, I keep seeing toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. And uh, Hey, man. Oh, you want me to move it? <laughs> no, no. I'll I mean, it was, here's the toilet paper. Yes. It's no. it's real. It does exist. It's out of the way. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, this Anything is good. for the guest. This is good. But, um, okay. So, you know, that's a, that's a really interesting story that I wanted to cover. And, I mean, um, we could talk about that for hours, I'm sure. Yeah. The ins and outs of that. But. Let's uh, let's fast forward a little bit to um, how you apply that. Well, okay. So what we'll talk about first is that transition because you uh, obviously have a lot of worth work ethic in your family. You know where they work hard, just bust bust it constantly. Um, so they pushed you to want you know they wanted you to be successful. Obviously, because yeah. they're they're sacrificing for you. So you went to school um, to become a CPA. Can you tell me a little bit about? The pressure, you know, you've talked about that a few times on the show, Yeah, you know, about how you had to either be this, that, or the other. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's that's another another part, I guess, of being an immigrant for all those listening. I'm sure you could relate to a certain level, um, 100%. Some countries more than others. Um, but I definitely had a pressure of being something, someone significant. Like, it had to be something of importance. and. Right. And I hate it. And I hate it because everything everyone does is important. You know, if, if, if you're making an impact, if you feel happy at the end of the day, you know, you should be able to do whatever you want. But these stupid rules that some of these, you know, I guess cultures have is that like mine specifically, I had to be a doctor, yeah, an engineer, an, an attorney or an accountant or a priest. But yeah, that, that, that didn't go very well either. Um, but yeah, I had to become one of those, I had to become one of those. Why do you think it, that is? Um, those were just, I, I, you know what, maybe it was the times, you know, the times of, uh, of very, uh, communistic times, maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, knowing that pre and post, like those are the, those, those are, like are the, the ones that. People looked the up noble to. things, the, yes. the things that people sure. So that you know, it was just. You. And if somebody else gives up things for you, in my case, my parents, for for me, for my sister, that we're repaying them, I guess, in a way of being one right. of these noble things, or noble uh, right careers we're, we're doing. Sure, and they they everything they put in was worth it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, it makes sense and, to me. I yeah. just wanted to know what you thought. Yeah. And it, and you know? it's, and it's, it sucks because I've talked to so many people, um, especially certain, certain cultures um, are even worse, I think, than ours for yeah. sure. Yeah. Where 
they really push people towards being, for example, doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked to numerous uh, friends or people in that in that culture, and uh, that and they they say how much they are miserable because especially listening to my to the podcast that I have when I talk about things like that because it sucks. You're kind of pushed into something and you feel like you have to repay the the parents the country you're from, your origins, you know, the grandparents, everybody yeah. and become one of these things. And, and I got there. I mean, everything about accounting, being a CPA was great. I have no regrets about doing it because it taught me the ins and outs of business. Um, I think it's just the backbone of like any, anything that you do or a business you set up, you, if you really pay attention well, um, you can use it to your advantage for anything you possibly do. So no, no regrets in doing it, but being pushed towards it, um, you, you know, don't I, enjoy it as much. Yeah. Cause you, cause you know, you were kind of pushed into one of these categories, yeah. but everything made sense. You know, I did my research accounting was growing for like the next 14 or 16 years. It was just supposed to be growing a straight shot trajectory. Tra- 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 uh, that's my, my, my immigrant and me coming out right yeah, that's there. Okay. <clears throat> my trajectory or what? Yeah, that's fine. I, I give up. I, give I know up. what you mean. Once in a while, I can't <laughs> say something and there it is. Prime example. But it looked great. Like it was on paper. It was awesome. It came easy to me. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, and I did it. I uh, started, it was, you know, it was something new to me too at first. So it was fresh. I started a new career, new job, big boy job. Was first, that your first uh, choice accounting or were there other things finance. before that? I, I tried, I tried doing finance, but I kind of already was doing that on the side. I was like, a, I was a day trader during okay. college Yeah. and I pretty much learned everything I needed to about finance. And the accounting degree made a lot more sets. Mm-hmm. So sure. I was going in it with like a very, very um, logical, I guess, or it, yeah. very object, a very objective manner. Did you, you, did know, you like take out lots of loans for that? No, I got very lucky. Um, and this, this was actually a part of it. If, um, if I stayed local, if I didn't go away uh, for college and I stayed local, my parents bribed me and said they pretty much would pay for my school. Oh, wow. That's, um, yeah, that's awesome. So I got very lucky. I mean, you could see how much we've come. Like, yeah, like till fifteen years old or so, barely had much, and then by the time we got to college, like all that hard work they were putting in, hard work pays off. Started paying off, yeah. and, and and yeah, like they, I think they took like some micro loans. You know, they leveraged one of their properties that eventually that they bought, um, like their I think their house. But that's a big I, deal. I, I walked out with no with no debt. So that was yeah. huge. Well, um, it's great. So I, another reason I, I felt compelled to do very well and do one yeah, of these top that, things. Yeah. Right. Like at that you, point, you, there's no reason, there's not, no to. reason not to. Yeah. yeah. But I got into it, started doing it. It was great. It was like, it was like being in a new relationship at first, you know, your mm-hmm. new job, new office, new people. It was right. great. Big paychecks. It was good. First year was good. Second year was so, so third year, boom, hit a wall, mm. huge wall. I, started becoming pretty miserable. I was like, why did I get myself into this? Let's back up for a second. So how, from the time that you graduated, how long did it take you to get a job? How did that process go? Pretty instant. I think really? within half a year. Wow. I, uh, I, I, I did my CPA exam, passed it, passed back all, passed all four parts, um, passed all four parts within the six months after I graduated. Um, just cause I, while I was fresh in my head, otherwise what most people do, they'll like start, doing uh work and then they'll kind of neglect it and the next thing you know they can't pass it because it's yeah. like not fresh anymore or it takes some years to pass it so i yeah. passed it first got a job right away um and yeah I, that that's kind of where that part went okay 
Um, I did have like a, during that time I was still working. I was like day trading. I was playing music. Yeah. You uh, were DJing. Yeah. DJing, you know, trying to make music, try, I was, it was my music was always a little passion hobby thing for me. So I was still trying to give it one last shot to like make it big. <laughs> I had like this one song that had like 20,000 downloads. I remember. And it was like my five seconds of fame. Yeah. That nobody really knew about. I'm sure your parents weren't enthused about you becoming a professional DJ. No, my mom loved like going to see me play, but <laughs> it's like every mother, right? Yeah. And, and she'll support it. But at the end of the day, like that's not going to. It's time to go crunch yeah, those yeah. numbers it's, real it's quick. It's time to go crunch them. And, <laughs> and crunch them I did. Crunch them I did. Until I became, uh, yeah, until I just, until I realized it wasn't for me. So hitting a wall. Yeah. So Hit a wall back, back to hitting a wall. Um, you know, you, you love the job, obviously the money was good. Like you say, uh, that's a driving factor for a lot of people, you know, when they're, when they're thinking about what they're going to do, I want to make a lot of money, you know, I want to make a lot of money. Then when you finally start making a lot of money, is that the answer? Does that make you happy? It wasn't the answer. I wasn't even making that much, but it was a lot more than I ever did before. And I started looking, I, I, I'm a, I'm a people watcher. I, I, I learn. By, I'm a visual learner. Yeah. So I started watching people, observing people, observing all my my bosses. Um, yeah. I started seeing a pattern. And what was that like, pattern? Like, all like most of them were divorced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of them. <clears throat> a lot of alcoholics and stuff. Didn't didn't look in the best of shape. Mm -hmm. Didn't look like they were treating their bodies that that well. Seemed very stressed all the time. And I was like, wow, my whole life, all I ever wanted to do was. Yeah work my way up within a company, within a big corporation. This wasn't a corporation, but um, similar structure. Corporate structure. Yeah, very similar structure. It's just, it was a partnership technically, but right. exact same structure pretty much sure. with uh, terms of how things are treated and, and done. And I was like, wow, I can't believe. Uh, over time, I started asking myself, like, how did I want to do this my whole life? Yeah. I wanted to work like 30 years, work my way up, become the CEO or the partner of a firm. And I was going to make my few hundred thousand a year and be sad, even though, uh, even though I wouldn't be happy, I guess. And that's, that was my whole dream. And uh -huh. I looked back and I was like, man, like what, what a crap way to go. It's depressing. It, it didn't sound, once I started seeing, yeah, once I started seeing uh, the, all these people that did it and none of them really ever sounded too happy. Like ever, I always kind of picked their brain. We had our company parties. We yeah. talked. Uh, you know, try to make some more chit chat, try to find out more about their life. Only a couple, like a hand, like a select couple, like were genuinely kind of happy and enjoyed everything. You can't really picture anybody getting really, really pumped about crunching other businesses numbers. That's another part of it too. I felt that I was counting other people's money constantly. Right. Yeah. And I'm not trying to bash accounting. Well, if, I, it, I if it wasn't for account accountants, yeah. then people would be screwed. You know, I mean, a lot of them. So, yeah. You know, people, so. people love it. People, it's a great career, great paying career. Just was not for me. Yeah. And just the whole corporate feel wasn't for me. Because I knew from talking to some other people and, you know, how much different can it really be? Unless you're at like one of these trendy techie firms, maybe it's different. I don't know. I don't know. But it's all the same numbers. You're you're just working your way up. You're working in a structure. You know, you're, you're in a hierarchy, usually, even though they say you're not, you still kind of technically are. Yeah, and, you got a boss. And you're working your way up to get a bigger pay, hopefully one day. And by, by that day, who knows what your condition's going to be like. Anyways. And you can get laid off in those types of companies at any time, not that even because true. of performance, that just because true. of, 
you know, the, economy. the market. Yeah. 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 So that's scary as well. And um, so, yeah, you hit a wall and you realize that that wasn't something that was going to be long-term fulfilling for you, which makes perfect sense to me. I mean, we've talked about this before, but um, for the audience, uh, tell us a little bit about the time when you decided, okay, uh, man, I'm just going to risk it all. I, you know, let's, let's get out of this. Let's cut the rope, you know? Yeah. Um, so it started developing around year three as, uh, as my just heart wasn't as into it. I was still doing the work. I was still putting in everything I had just cause that was the way I was always raised, but I hated it. Yeah. Constantly hated it. Came home. I hated it. The weekend came. I couldn't wait to go out. I couldn't wait to party. Yeah. You know, I couldn't wait to forget about things. I right. couldn't wait to numb myself. Mm-hmm. Took every took every chance I had. Um, uh, that that was bad. Like your 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 yeah. career, your life choice should not be leading you towards doing bad things and hurting your body, um, especially if you're a couple years into it. Yeah. And of that so that was one that was like where it started, mm-hmm. and you know gradually. I, it was a miserable time. I hated Mondays with the passion. I would like shake. I would get the sweats coming into work. You know, I, wow. it, it was, it was, it was bad. It was you bad. have anxiety to begin with anyway. I do have anxiety. I, I, I talk about it all the time in, in my podcast. So it's something I, I'm, I'm, I'm very open about, which I was not open at all prior to like maybe a, even a year ago when you met me, I didn't talk about it at all, mm. but now I'm very open about it just because you know, it sh- it doesn't matter if whatever you're dealing with, if anything, it could help somebody else because you're out there dealing with it and you're still putting yourself out there. A lot of people with anxiety or depression won't put themselves out there yeah. for a reason. So hopefully, hopefully I could hit someone with my message at some point. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk more, let me know. But uh, yeah, that did not help, you know, uh, especially combined with going out more and partying more. Yeah. That was only making things worse. So you can see where it was just a downward, downward spiral. And as time went on, started gaining a lot of weight. I was always an athlete. I always played sports. I was always in shape for the most part. Mm-hmm. I started getting fat, like, like to the point where I was, it was just uncomfortable. Nothing against being fat, but I, I started becoming more of a statistic, you know, in America, yeah. right? There's the most obese country in the world. And I started becoming that statistic too, while being in that corporate life. Yeah. I gain about 50 pounds in one year. Yeah. So you're not I, a tall person. Either, yeah. So that, that, that was shows. a lot. I yeah. was weighing, like put it into perspective, I'm 190 now. I was mm-hmm. 240. Yeah. So 50 pounds more from where I'm at right now. And um, we'll give or take. I'm like for for whoever's tracking. It's actually 193. So I'm not. I don't want to be lying. <laughs> We're not going to put you on the scale. So I, don't I, worry. I, just in case. I, I know some people might tune in. And they're like, I know you're not 190. <laughs> and it's who I. Know, if someone's listening, you know exactly who you are. Oh, but but that was one thing. I you know I was in a very a committed relationship too, and you know that went down the drain. And I think a lot had to do with my work because of my my. The way I was acting, yeah. I started going out a lot more, just not caring about anything. So that was one thing. And then naturally just it led to a very big time uh, depression, big time yeah. de- depression. I was coming in super late to work. I kind of was just uh, secluding myself, from my my friends, my family. I moved out and like lived by myself in like an apartment 
far away from a lot of people. I was on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. While everybody I knew was on the north side. It almost was perfect, you know, and got to the point where I got suicidal. I got to that point. Wow. I was I was so secluded. I was so alone. Um, and I did it on purpose. I knew what I was doing. I did it on purpose. I I hated everything about it. I couldn't find a way out. I didn't know what other way there is out because yeah. that's the only thing I learned. That's what I went to school for. You that's planned for I, this and now you're I there. I planned for this for the rest of my life. Yeah. As this was going to be my career. Maybe not that firm. I could have switched firms, but I don't think that would have changed much because I was still right. going to be doing something. Same in, type of work. Yeah. And it got to the point where like, I was ready to call it quits on life. It really wow. did. And I even had to, um, I, I had to like check myself in. I had to, you know, do, I had to get some, some, some therapy. You know, I had to, I had to go through a tough time. I did. And uh, I'm not, it's something that I'm, open to sharing about now yeah that which i never normally never was well that's uh and I, you know i had to get some help and don't ever be afraid to get help because yeah. that's what helped me get through it well, it looks like it's it. it's helping i mean everybody has their ups and downs yeah. but you're definitely a, a a long way away from that now yeah, that was about three three years ago was like that the very bottom wow i would say um yeah three years ago december so from this december three years ago I think was the the very bottom I had, but um, how did how did you uh, did somebody make you go to therapy or was it your decision? It was mine, really. It was mine because I um, I knew something was wrong, and I I was always very a very highly motivated individual. I was always pretty optimistic for the most part. <clears throat> I knew something wasn't right. Like I just knew something wasn't right. Yeah. And I didn't have anybody to talk to. And that I, you that you you thought you didn't have anybody to talk to. I, at least I thought so, yeah. Right. At least I That's thought how so. it usually is. Or or not about things I wanted to share. Right. You know, you don't want to talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. certain topics yeah, with I get like it. your I friends. Because you don't you're always thinking what they're gonna be thinking of you. And yeah. And I I didn't think much of it. I just just went. You know, I through through some referrals, through through people I knew, through through a and I went and it was the greatest thing I ever did. It mm. was because wow. it kind of, you know, put my head on straight and it made me, you know, rethink some things. And, and then, I mean, that was just like a small part of it. It was, and then maybe having that little motivation got me back into the gym, got me eating a little healthier again. Um, so those, it was, those two things were by far the biggest, yeah. uh, gym eating healthier. And then I got introduced to a little thing called podcasts yeah, and audiobooks. And man, did they change my life? Mm -hmm. It was like the combination therapy, going to the gym again, eating butter, podcasts, audiobooks. Well, you know, we talked about this uh, when we when we started really uh, working together with the podcast because uh, for the audience, um, Miro had been doing a show on his own, um, you know, called Love the Journey. It was a, a show right. that he he started out. It was, he was kind of like you know, at, at first it was just kind of like for himself. Yeah, and uh, it started it getting traction, and I tuned into it and I listened to it, um, you know, from seeing it from mutual friends and things like that, and you know, with with what I do in in marketing and, and doing web design and all that, I thought because I was thinking I want to get into the podcasting uh, space already before that, and I, I saw his show, and I was like, man, let's uh, 
you know, let's collaborate. Let's fit. Let's talk about let's this. team up. Let's team up. So that's what we did. And that that's what boss to boss became. Um, if you look at his shirt, that's uh, the Miro's podcast. He's on every Monday and every Wednesday. Um, and, uh, you know, you used to talk about um, how the podcast made you feel it, it, it held you accountable. Yeah. You know, and, and like putting oh, yeah. it out into the universe and saying it to the public, whether you know if people are listening or not. Um, you know, you know that it's just out there. And if there's one person that heard it, then you're, you're being held accountable. So you can't, oh, yeah. it, there's not, it's not, public, pu right, public, it's public. Podcasts so you, are public. Putting it out there. And, and I feel the same way when you put it out there, it, it, it makes you, you don't want to like be caught <laughs> saying something and not following through. Yeah. I mean, then, then your whole, like, then everything about you puts, is put it on jeopardy. Like, you know, right. cause then. Are you a fraud? Like, yeah. Are you just saying all these things and then not doing any of it? Right. Or at least trying. You know, I, there, there's always efforts. You know, you can always try and you fail. You fail. Sure. There's but, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with trying. But yeah, it was nothing like having people having to find out from people that they heard about your podcast. Yeah. I just kind of did it to get heard. I I was trying as I started getting better. I, I I you know I was still working this whole time. You know I took a break like uh, where like my downfall was like during winter break sort of. I had like yeah. a few weeks off. That I planned. This was all planned. Like it was all premeditated, and it's crazy how life kind of works. And yeah. as I started listening to podcasts, um, as I got introduced to them, specifically like Gary V, Grant Cardone, uh, those are the Ty Lopez. Like those are some of the big names that everybody knows about that I kind of got introduced to, and some others along the way. Um, they started getting me motivated, and then as I did my own towards the end, right before I uh, quit the workforce. I was documenting kind of, you know, oh, you know, you can do this with your life and that and that. And yeah. I was using it as an excuse to motivate one of my uh, colleagues to come into work because we were working on a crappy project. But really, it was and for you. Really, it was for me. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. That's a great, good way to put it. Because at the end of the day, I recorded an episode the morning of before I quit. I Tell me about it, that a little I bit. Walk, I, <laughs> so as you'll know, and if you ever listen to my podcast, you might know it was very amateur. It was very amateur. I recorded it, you know, on a headset, recorded it on my phone. I wasn't using a professional mic. Yeah. Until until closer to the end, I started to at the end. But um, the the last podcast before I quit, I recorded it on the way to work, and I recorded it actually outside of the office, like downstairs. Wow. I did like a twenty minute or fifteen minute quick podcast and talked about like my feelings and what was going through my mind and. And that I'm really going to do this. I'm finally going to quit the career of, you know, what I set myself out to do since the very beginning. And all these people I'm going to be letting down, my family, I don't know how they're going to react. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Wow. Um, I recorded all this. Um, and then I finally get to the office. And, you know, podcasts, they like notify people that subscribe right away. When they wow. Post. That's a... So you were in. That was, there was no turning back from that. There was no turning back. Wow. And I get there in the main office. And um, I get there. I don't do it right away. I think I like go and, you know, make myself that comfortable first, maybe get my tea going, you know, all that stuff. Wow. Uh, walk around, do my rounds. I find, I see that the main head boss is not there. Oh no. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy. Imagine? And one of the other, um, one of the other partners goes at me. He's like, Miro, come to my office right now. We got to talk. Wow. I'm like, oh, <laughs> snaps. Can you imagine what was going on through my mind? 
I'm like, I hope you're going to tell us. Yeah. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sitting there. My heart starts racing so much. I'm like, wow, I didn't even do it yet. Could they like fire me now for this? You know, um, so when I saw one of the other, one of my friends, one of my colleagues, he like looked at me and he like smiled at me. And I was like, oh, oh no, man. like they word know. is out, word is out, yeah. word is out. So I think a lot of the people in the office started listening to the podcast. A mm -hmm. lot of people, because I was the only one that ever did such a thing. Like did you one. bash the company at all? No. Okay, That's the good. one thing I wouldn't good. do is bash the company. Because that would have been, that would have been something you could have fired for. No, I, I would, I, I talked about the other side and I talked about other things and other things you could be doing and just becoming motivated in life, I guess. But I never once, I didn't ever say anything bad. I actually Good. said a lot of very nice things because they treated me very well. Good. Um, but, but I so did say happened? I was going to do it. So what so, happened? So I walk in and he goes like, Miro, what's this, what's this rumor I'm hearing if you, you might be quitting or something. <laughs> and I'm like, my heart is racing. I, I, it's like my heart, my heart just dropped and I'm like, Oh no. Like, where, where did you hear this? I'm like, I swear I didn't really tell anybody yet. Like I, 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 I've, I've had, I've mentioned things like, you know, I might be looking elsewhere, but and, and people always are looking at other options out there. You know, I never said I was going to do it. And he's like, yeah, I kind of overheard a convo. He, he didn't tell me where he heard it from. Right. But they never do. They, he wouldn't. And I was just like, and at that point I was committed. I was like, now it's done. I was like, I was like, okay, please don't tell anybody like this should have never got out anywhere. I'm, I'm I got to go to him right now. And he wasn't there. So I like wrote him a letter and then I told all the other main bosses, um, that day. Cause I was already committed. I couldn't get yeah, out of it. Right. He wasn't there. I wrote him a quick, like, uh, I had a letter to hand him. So I was, I was, I was very professional about it. I wrote out a letter. I was going to hand it to him. So, I still handed it to him when I saw him like a day or two later. Did you have but the letter ready when you recorded the podcast? Yes, I had the letter with me. Oh, wow. It. Okay. So you had been, how long were you, when did you write the letter? Like the night before? The night or two two days before. Yeah. I think so this was before. like a done deal in your mind already. It was a done deal, but, not but it way, wasn't. Not that way though. Not that way. And <laughs> and it wasn't because this, I was so scared to do it. You know, yeah. you, you don't. It's so hard to leave something that you put everything towards now, becoming and doing. Let me ask you a question. Now, so. if if you hadn't recorded the podcast and that situation didn't happen where it got out, do you think you would have done it that day, or you would have maybe chickened out or whatever? Do you think Do you think things would have been different had you not recorded that podcast and made it happen? I never really thought about it too much because so much has happened since. I never like I've hadn't had enough time to reflect on that part. Well, that's why you're here. Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. Honestly, I think. I would have chickened out because yeah. he wasn't there. And then that was going to give me another day or two just to reconfirm things, just to kind of like make sure it would have been like, oh, this is a sign. He's not here yet. I wow. want to be very professional about it. So I would have waited an extra day or two. Um, I think he, I think it was like a few days. He was out of, he turned out he was like out of town for like two or three days. Wow. So I like emailed him and called him uh, that same day. Cause at that point I wanted to make sure he knew, um, just because he was the head, the head guy. Yeah, so it wasn't like everybody. secondhand knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I wanted is word to get up to him that like I was quitting. Publicly. Um, yeah, that would have been the worst thing. That would have been bad. Though I felt like he might have already heard too. Even when, I, even when I talked to him, he was a little like, oh, okay. Well, um, you know how an office is. If one person heard it, then everybody already knew. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, who knows what could have happened then? Like, what if I didn't Life. record that podcast? What if I stayed an extra day and it came up to me and gave me like a $100,000 raise? And you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. All you know is what your intentions were and uh, what ended up happening. And I put but, myself out there with the podcast. Yeah. Back to full circle to what you were saying. Holding I put myself gun. out there. I said I was going to do it. I had no choice. I yeah. did it. Yeah. And you made that decision. And I'm know. so happy I did it, though. No, yeah. The greatest, greatest decision ever because now I'm able to do greatest. You know, it was amazing what I did. No regrets about doing it, but greatest decision ever by making a jump because now I run into so many people that are so scared to make that jump yeah. or just change industries or change something else just because they're not happy. But now they got a mortgage. They got kids. They got a family. They're, it's never they're, the right they're, time. They're getting, it's never the, yeah, the, the economy might collapse or the economy is too good. So I got to keep working. Or, yeah. I hear every single excuse. Always a to Z. excuse. Always a, a new one. Always a new one. Yeah. And, and it makes me sick. It makes me sick because- Honestly, you can do it at any point in time. Like these companies want you more than you want them. Well, it's, it's human. It's, you know, it's self-preservation. A lot of times people don't want to, you know, the, it, there's always the fear of the unknown. So, you know, when you, when you have uh, an opportunity to, um, it's a lot different if you don't get fired, if you get fired, then it's like, okay, well, okay, now I have to do yeah. something, but you know, to actually just pull the trigger on your own and do it, it's a lot, a lot different. And being fired isn't necessarily a bad thing because that opens up more doors. Yeah. It does. Like some, I've so many people I know, so many people that I've interviewed, it's been a blessing for them. Sure. Because yeah. That made them get out of a crappy situation, which they couldn't do on their own at, at that time. Yeah. Now they could, but that led the fire under them to, to get out of that crappy situation. Well, that that's what it is. It's, it's, it's just, uh, it's, you know, the, the same the same uh, uh, thing happens where now there has to be a transformation, but it's uh, it's just you know getting there is kind of different for mm -hmm. people. So yeah, no, I mean when you uh, when you don't really know what you're going to do, but you know it's time to actually start doing something. That's when most times the best things happen. Yeah, so that's good. When you and, just put uh, yourself out there and yeah. just just throw darts. Right. right. One of them is yeah. going to stick somewhere. It might not be the bullseye. It might be like the last little piece on the corner, but chances are one of them will stick. If they don't like go throw 10 darts at a bullseye thing, whatever, whatever. And dartboard. If, a dartboard. There you go. <laughs> and if one of them doesn't stick, then maybe stick to what you're doing because then that's pretty bad. But if it, at least one of them sticks, like go for it. It goes back <laughs> to stepping stones. Everything, yeah. everything leads up to the next thing and until there's no more things. And then you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but that that's uh, that's life, I guess. And um, so that's great. That's a great story. I'm glad you uh, got to get that out a little bit. Oh, thank, uh, thanks for getting it out of me. Yeah, that's for good. sure. Well, you know, uh, I know that you'll probably be talking about this a little bit more on your rants and stuff. So if you want to elaborate on that, I don't want to take all the steam out of your uh, no, no, engine there. But um, so let's uh, let's move a little bit more to um, uh, the current times, because you know, yes, we went through your schooling, we went through the decision to quit and, you know, change your life and the transformation. Um, so what was the transformation? Where are you now? You know, obviously hodgepodge, but how did that happen? What was the in-between from uh, now, you, now I'm not an accountant anymore to now I run a, a moving and storage junk removal company. There's something in between there that I want to hear about. And a podcast. And a podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, 
it, there was definitely a transition period. It was nothing like waking up in the morning and being like, where do I go? Yeah. Where, where do I go? Where's, where's my, where's my office? You know, where, where do I have to be? Who, right. who, who's going to be on my butt all day, you know, or whatever. What's my to-do list. What's my to-do list. That was the big one. Yeah. That's, you know, that's scary. What's my to-do list. Right. Like, and you got to make your own. Yeah. You got to figure it out. Like I, I probably could have done more research before I jumped into it, but I, the person I am, I just sort of have to jump and learn on the way because meaning other, hodgepodge jumping into this business. Yeah, like jump, like I could have probably done more research about how to actually start up a company. Okay. Before I did it, instead of learning it all on the fly, um, you know the the permits, the the different agreements, different you know paperwork needed, you know how to actually the different insurance things, you know, like yeah, just but the, that, the, that, the, the the basics, right? And and but you know a lot of times people and I, for me. I know that you can just prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare and never get anything done. Exactly. So, you know, um, just doing it, it that's, that's it, what, it was meant to be. That's what they say. It was just meant do to it. be. Yeah. Just do it. At. So, so how could have prepared more, but. Right. You could always, but uh, why moving in storage? What was that? How did that <clears> even <throat> cross your mind? I, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I, so I teamed up with my former boss that taught me how to day trade uh, when I did that for a while in college, we teamed up together. We we just always had a good connection. We we like had family history. Like our dads, you know, were working together. Some say we're related. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, so we always knew we were going to work together. And he was a, he's a very bright individual, and he always trusted me that you know no matter what we're going to start up a company or something somehow together. We threw so many ideas around. We met up for this was all pre-planned. You know, we met up for. A couple months prior, we were having holding meetings and trying to figure out what's going to be the most ideal business. What could we do now? What could we do in five years, 10 years? What's the next company after that maybe? And the reason uh, the on-demand storage moving removal with the whole environmental purpose to it, to being a repurposing, donating, recycling company was just that he had, he had, he had experience in junk removal. He, he had like a smaller company in, in a different area. My dad's been in storage his, his whole life. So I like, I've heard things, I've seen things. And at the end of the day, it also played a, a role that played a part of it was my background, you know, not having many things growing up and being able to repurpose things and seeing how many others recently are repurposing things and seeing, you know, how much stuff is thrown out and the yeah. impact on the environment in general. So it's kind of just a combination of things, you know, baby boomers, uh, where they're at in life, naturally that they're going to be all downsizing. So seeing certain trends in the industry of what's going to be um, continuing for the yeah. for at least the next 20 years. Um, so it just, a lot of pieces made sense. And at the end of the day, it wasn't just going to be any company just to, just to start up a company or just to make money. Um, it was going to be a company to make an impact for a purpose. And there was purpose a purpose. Driven. Yeah, it was, it's all purpose driven. And yeah. that was the reason we kind of, once we found the purpose behind it and what it's going to mean to people. And at the very beginning when we were experimenting with it and we like had some items and we ended up like giving this crib to, uh, to a lady away. And, um, she was like tearing up and crying and saying how, you know, that was this it. Is, and that moment clicked for us. We're yeah. like, okay there's such an impact here we're making um even though we didn't like make any money here on this part or anything you know we obviously you have to like be able to sustain yourself right of course down the road but 
it was this moment that gave us the feeling that there's there's more to it. Yeah. And we went all in on it. We uh, we pretty much jumped head, head full into it. I I was I had nothing but time and time. I was single. I was living on my own. It was it was perfect. I had all the time in the world, and yeah. I put in every time of I put all the and time you in had uh, you know you you didn't just quit and like you weren't broke. You had been saving some money, and I saved up enough for like eight to 10 months. I was, plan- I was planning out my budget, but that only lasted me. It goes like, a lot faster. It goes twice like, as fast as you It lasted me about four months. <laughs> yeah. Well, I that's just, scary. That means you have to get your your, your stuff in gear. I, I started, uh, yeah, I started becoming broke. I like had to ask my parents for a small, like, cause I was paying, I was actually renting out of their building. Mm-hmm. So like, I was trying to like work out rent deals with them. Yeah. Um, a, uh, I think I, I had to get like, I had actually borrowed some money, I think, from from my business partner for a little mm. bit at a moment, and um, stopped stopped going out, stopped doing yeah. a lot of things. At a mo- at a point, I was about to move into our office. Mm-hmm. Um, at least you had one. There was a there was a couch there. <laughs> well, I got lucky because my business partner has another company out there yeah. where we started up at, so we utilized their office sent for free. Yeah, essentially. So we got very lucky. I had uh, I I moved my couch there, and I was going to start crashing the nights there and kind of living there for a little while yeah but um only i only slept there i think one time that's all but i got lucky and now my fiance came along congratulations by the way thank you hello joanna (laughs) and you know little does she know I, uh, you know i sort of sort of the the relationship went very well and next thing (laughs) you know i sort of Living there a lot at Uh-oh. her place. <laughs> no, we gotta nah, cut this out. No, nah, no, nah. she, she, she knows. She knows. I did. I did kind of push maybe a little more than normal. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know uh, it was a good time, and I, I moved in. My stuff. I, I naturally just started bringing over more and more stuff week by week, week until by there week. wasn't anywhere else to go. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just all just over there. It was natural. Yeah. It was like all right, let's just give it a try. She had no choice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nah. I don't know if we want to keep that in there. No, no, no. That's totally true, actually. So It, it is pretty true. You're saying no, pretty... no, no, but no, it's actually exactly what happened. It is exactly. <laughs> but, but she was I cool with that. it and she understood it and, you know, she was trying to help me out. <laughs> well, you guys. Uh, no, we, we think, think things things were, things were went very fast for us, too. We yeah. just meshed right away and, you know, that's probably why we're getting married. Yeah, that's so, great. I guess it happened. It all happened for like some things just happen, right? When you put yourself out there, you go broke and then magically, boom, someone comes around, comes along and, you know, I yeah. can't thank her enough. For, well, the uh, universe. For, for taking me in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the like in my life as well, I mean, the, the universe always provides you the things that you need when you need them. If you're making the right decisions and, and making the right steps in a positive way. You know, um, that doesn't mean that, okay, everything's just going to fall in a line for you. But, you know, sometimes those those things that seem like they're bad things at the time, those are the things that get you, you know, like I said, again, stepping stones. Those are the things that get you. That's deep. You know, and and, uh, that's happened to me so many times. And um, so it's hard to say, you know, here, I'm going to tell you all the secrets of how to do it. There's no secrets. No, no. you, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Like you're. You're going to have to go through somebody's bad experiences and, you know, fall, fall flat very hard fall yeah. on your face. And then maybe you'll realize. Right. 
there, there's other thing that there's there's a meaning to it all. Well, I, I tell I tell people that I don't know the right way, but I just know a lot of wrong ways. You know what I mean? I know a lot of wrong ways how to how to how to That's not amazing. do it. Maybe so so that it kind of evens out a little bit. It, you well, know, it's uh, I know not be, to that do could that. Be like your trademark. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm not the first person that said yeah, it, but sure. uh, it it definitely is true. And um, you know that's that's uh, that's part of what you talk about on your podcast with uh, the rants. You know, like I yeah. said, um, every Monday uh, is an interview with Boss to Boss where he. Uh, if you want to talk about Boss to Boss a little bit, yeah. That. So that that podcast sort of transformed um, after things got better and. Uh, I met Steve. We were able to kind of leverage our services and knowledge together, and and uh, he's he really helped me transform things and make things a lot more professional and you know better sounding. And we actually became like a legit podcast. So with that, I sort of you know I, I didn't want to lose the feel. I still kept the rants going, which is kind of what I always did from the beginning. Just yeah. my regular day to day. How's life going? How much does it suck today? How awesome is it <laughs> tomorrow? Um, things. And then at the same time, I started interview, interviewing other, other individuals, which uh, have done similar things, have kind of taken another path in life to becoming from being bossed at some point in time to now being a boss. So, and with that, I learned so much from these individuals. And at the same time, my audience does as well. And it's all, you know, free content that anybody can right. listen to. And, and a lot of everybody that I interview, I, I don't just interview anybody, I pick and choose, you know, selectively, uh, who I think uh, people are going to benefit from the most. And it, it's just been so amazing. It's opened up my network so much. You know, when they say your network is your net worth, like that is true. That is yeah. so true. I, I think it's so much more important, you know, who you actually know. Well, yeah. And who you know, not not what you know as much. Yeah. Um, shout out to Travis Chappell. I, I, I know he always says that, that saying. Um, but overall, it's just uh, been such a transformation in my life whether whether it's helped me in my business like i've definitely got some business out of it here and there just through people hearing about it through the podcast and then at the but most importantly it's more like a intellectual growth more like a personal growth yeah because i'm putting myself out there i'm keeping myself accountable if i'm doing things or not doing them and if i don't i'm explaining it because there's always some some i mean we have a ton of downloads uh, yeah you know we have a lot of subscribers yeah so there's out there's someone out there is constantly listening you know, there's what was 15k that we hit this month? We had like 17,000 or 17, whatever downloads. downloads. Yeah. So last thank month. you, thank you yeah. to every single one of you for listening. That's that's amazing. Yeah. I I don't even know what else to say. I, I need to like send a thank you card to all of you. So send me all your addresses, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do this. <laughs> we do this. Uh, obviously, like like if you're in a plane and uh, the, the masks go yeah. down, they say, you know, take care of yourself first before you can, you know, take care of somebody else. So, you know, the podcast is a way we do it for us. And, and the audience is here watching us do it for us, yeah. you know, and seeing it, you know, and, and, you know, that's when it's genuine, you know, it's genuine because it's actually happening. You're not doing it just to, you know what I mean? I'm not uh, just trying to pump up content. Right. We're doing actual good stuff, good content talking about real things holding myself accountable at the same time um it's there, there's a meaning to it yeah there, there's a drive there's a passion that you could tell when i'm sure when you watch our episodes or hear us talking yeah um not just trying to pump out episodes or pump out stuff you know put things out there for no reason yeah you know there's there's definitely people out there that make podcasts just to make them and just, yeah just to say just to 
you know, there, there's a lot of podcasts out there that repeat things that have been done already. Of course. And yeah. That that's, uh, the goal here is to, to do something that, uh, is, is genuine and sincere. And, um, you know, the idea is that, uh, if we just continually do that yeah. consistently over time, then, you know, if we're doing it right, then more people will listen. So, and it's not just about who listens. It's more, it, for me, it's about the connection too. It's about being able to connect to these listeners. I, I've had a lot of conversations with some friends now. Um, just recently, I was at a wedding this past weekend, and probably for like an hour, I reconnected with with this uh, with this lady um, who I haven't seen in a long time. But she listens to the she listens to the podcast, wow, and nice. I haven't seen her in like ten years. And she's like, "Wow, like your podcast is something else." And she's contemplating this whole life change. Wow! And we talked for like a solid hour, and. Like I had no idea she listens, and all I know is I play, definitely playing an playing an impact on her in some sort of way, and, and we just got to talk, reconnect again, and you know maybe now we're gonna keep in touch a lot more. And it was so meaningful to me; it just felt so so amazing to be able to talk to her about things I feel so passionate about. Of course. And hopefully, I hopefully there was something she got out of it. Well, I really hope so. If you guys uh, want to tune in, uh, like I said before, it's every Monday and Wednesday. You can visit Bost, the number two, Bost.com or uh, theparentpodriver.com. Uh, You'll see the links to all the shows. This show, Local Level, the Mac and Black show that we're actually on our way to go record right now. And uh, obviously, Boss to Boss. So, you know, I definitely appreciate you, Miro, for coming on. Yeah, um, It's it's always great to talk to you in person. So, um, you know, uh Good stuff, great stuff, and um, we'll be talking again soon. Yeah, and for those that are listening, as you can see, uh, I like to keep things pretty pretty relaxed, and I like to laugh a little bit, have some fun, sort of Steve, and uh, th that's that's what Boss to Boss is about, too. I, I, I'm i loose. I, I make make sure all the guests feel loose. I, I, I don't like to be so serious and uptight about things. I just think life's too short, too short, so I like to have some fun with it, and and Steve, it's always a pleasure. This was awesome. You really got me thinking and you got me a little emotional too, man. Got me a little emotional. This is good stuff. Local level. Be sure to check this out. Keep listening. Thanks a lot, man.